0: Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life, from music, career, family, relationships, and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that are sometimes hard to have. Well, we're not afraid to have those conversations right here. Join me as we spill tea on every conversation you ever thought about, dreamed about, or whispered about. Hey y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. Welcome, it is time for tea. I am your host, Makita. I wanna thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me today. We have all felt the buildup of stress and anxiety over the past few years. For many of us, that turmoil extends beyond the news reports and what we see on social media It unfolds into our very existence, into our everyday lives. With so much uncertainty, it may seem impossible to find a level of peace that makes us feel balanced. Today, we are spilling some hot tea on finding calm in the midst of a storm with meditation teacher and life coach, Chatara Commodore. She has been a fixture in the wellness space and understands how important it is to create your own space. So I want to thank you, Jatara, for just coming and spilling some hot tea on this very important topic.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me and allowing this this space to talk about this. It's really important and, and vital, especially
0: in, like you said, in these uncertain times. It really is. But before we get into all that juicy tea, I wanna to, I want you to just tell me what you love most about what you're doing in your space.
1: Oh, great question. So basically I really feel as though I get to help people live life as it unfolds, like really just coming back to, um, what living life is really all about we are so much in the hustle and bustle of the day-to-day and um finding a center a calm a way to just be in a sense is so um it does so much for our inner being our mind our body and our soul and i love that i now get to serve people in a way that helps to just relax, to stress, <laughs> reduce overwhelm, and um, I, I, I think my purpose has always been to serve and to support, and so that's that's really what I I love. I love people to a sense of a different way to to live that maybe we're not used to and and the cliche of like stop and smell the roses kind of thing
0: so yes you mentioned finding that purpose of serving can you tell me like when did you first get started with the meditation and how that transitioned to being a life coach
1: oh sure so um for myself a few years ago, I found myself dealing with a lot of work-related stress, um, starting to feel like I wasn't fulfilled in my career and started to just kind of seek out, you know, purpose or like you know, am I living my purpose you know asking a whole lot of questions i i came across a life that helped me live that pretty much of of what i'm teaching now and and taught me a different way opened world in a a new new doors for me so um i worked with this life coach for a while um We, we started to figure out some things that I enjoyed doing. We would do meditations, but it wasn't something I was living, um, consistently in my life. And then in 2018, um, I hit a state of teacher burnout and depression and anxiety. I didn't even realize it, that that's what I was going through at the time. And, um, I started to go back to meditation. It, it you know, it, I, my I set up a morning routine and I, fixed, I don't want to say fixed, but I found a way to start finding my, um, my sense of calm and way to reduce stress. And so I started doing that. I built up a consistent practice and, might be odd to say, but I'd like to say that meditation was one of the things that saved my life because I was struggling to make it to work every day. And so um, I started doing that. And I want to say the life coach that I had pretty much inspired me to to become a life coach as well. Like this is a way that I can serve. And uh, one of the actual groups of people that I love serving are teachers because I've been there. I've gone through it and I know they've gone through it and are still (laughs) going through it. So that's kind of what led me into that. And I infuse uh, meditation into a lot of my coaching or, you know, courses or workshops really to help people who are, you know, grappling with you doing it or saying they can't do meditation. So yeah, that's kind of how I've (laughs) led, you know, gotten into it.
0: I think everyone can relate to that, how you felt uncertain that you wasn't fulfilled in your current state of, you know, where you were working, what you were doing. We've all got to that point where we're just like, it has to be more like, I'm not really stepping fully into my purpose And I think hiring, you know, getting with someone to guide you along that journey was amazing. But when it comes to meditation, I'm someone, I do meditate, probably not as consistently as I used to, but I feel like meditation is the one thing that helps me to reset. I found so much inner balance. And I also feel like meditation really helps me become more self-aware to ask myself, the question of why.
1: Yeah, you are, you are spot on. Um, Meditation really, it it is a a great way to reset. It's a, it is a great way to be more self-aware, be more aware um, and connect, right? Connect with yourself maybe connect to a higher being, if that's what you believe, but it's a, it is definitely a great, great, I I say it's a tool. Like some people believe that it's this whole like religion or a certain way that you have to live in order to meditate. And that's one of the, the misconceptions that I try to, um, dispel to help understand that, it's not that at all. There, there are components of that and there are all, you know, there's a lot that is centered around religion or many religions actually meditate. So it's not just one specific religion, but um, I may be going off on a tangent with that one. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to, you know, say how much like you said, it's more of a way of Self awareness, being more aware of what's going on, centering yourself and and resetting or um, reconnecting.
0: It is, and but as someone that helps you know your clients to find that that balance and that calm when they're when they're dealing with outside factors, sometimes inner turmoil as well. I think we all have a lot of inner turmoil that we're also trying to deal with as well as all the things that are projecting on the outside. But how do you get people to get into that space? Because I was once that person who didn't understand meditation. I felt like I had to sit for hours in complete silence and quiet my mind and do all these extra things and eat fruits and, you know, like I had to change, like get into this whole holistic type of person. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so how do you help people to like recognize that, you know, what meditation is and what it can be for them when it comes to finding calm? Right. So, um,
1: so I, I have a course. So, you know, when sometimes when people go to a meditation class, they go to a, a class and they and they sit and they meditate. Right. And sometimes that class could be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. It could be an hour. And so for people who are beginners, that may be uncomfortable for them because they don't really understand what may be going on, what may be coming up for them. What, you know, how do I sit? How do I breathe? Am I doing it right? You know, a lot of people who start meditation are so concerned about doing it right. And it, there's really no right or wrong. There's, a sense of being there's like awareness and then non-awareness, like, and that's what it's all about. It's being more aware, being more present, and it's going to look different for everyone. So, what I do when I have um, when I have my meditation courses, I'll call it or program, is I infuse meditation practice with learning about meditation so not necessarily the history of it but more of the how the when the why so like benefits of meditation when to meditate how to um learning how to connect to the breath and tuning into that um and finding different ways to breathe and 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 just just be Uh, a lot of people also feel, so it, it, it's really getting people to get comfortable is going to tell whether you're going to show up again or not. You know, um, if you're uncomfortable in that state, you may not show up again, or you may be reluctant to show up again. And what I like to tell my clients is that it's a process. So just like with exercising, just like with starting anything new, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a little bit of uncomfortableness in the beginning. But I guarantee you, if you work on it, if you build up a consistent practice, um, it will work for you. It will help you. You will start to see, and one of the things that happened with me was that I, when I, I noticed the difference when I didn't meditate. So sometimes people are, are expecting in a meditation to have this, you know, huge transformation or revelation or this huge experience. And a lot of the benefits of meditation actually happen, can actually happen for the most part outside of the meditation. So you start to reap those benefits. You start to notice, hmm, I didn't get as, you know, anxious when that happened. Or I didn't get as upset. Or I meditated this morning and my day is just going so calmly because I gave myself that time. Um, So what I like to do also if I have just life coaching um, sessions I do also do a, you know, a meditation and in the beginning just to kind of center ourselves and get our intention going. And then one at the end. um, Also, there's, you know, some releasing that that goes on, because sometimes you have to sometimes when people show up to stuff, they're not as ready to present. And so helping them to get into a calm state can help them. So it really depends on the type of, you know, sessions I have, or if you're, if you're in, you know, if you're doing life coaching with me, I infuse meditation in there, if they're comfortable with it, if they'd like to try it, I don't, you know, force it. Um, But also, if you take a program or class with me or something, it, Will have some inclusion, especially if you're a beginner, because I do beginning like intermediate and advanced um well,
0: yeah, hope that answers your your question <laughs> you did, and I love the fact that you said that you help the people your clients that you work with and you really help them to focus on the when they should be meditating, how they should meditate, and also look at. Beyond that, the benefits of it, because like you say, sometimes you go into it and you're like expecting this halo to come out and then all your problems to be solved and everything works out. But like you said, you got to show up and set the intentions first. Like you have to actually show up for yourself. And when we're trying to create a moment of calm, and we're trying to reconnect with ourselves, I find that if when I start my day off, just focusing on on me and how I want to show up that day. It transitions to everything I do. And I feel like as with being not just meditation, but being a life coach, you help people understand, you know, how they want to show up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about
1: intention and purpose and, um, getting back to that, like, really checking in with ourselves is so important when we, you know, go to do things or experience things. Um, One of the things that happened to me in my career was that I started to go to work and felt like I was going through the motions. Like, I wasn't really showing up Present and and ready because I was just dealing with so much internally, um, and so just the thought or just being here sometimes, you know, it, it was hard to get myself into that into that space of knowing, like, or remembering what am I there for? What is my purpose? How am I going to show up today? So I had to intentionally do that. In the morning, you know. So that's great, a great thing to do. And when talking about when, talking about those things rather, the the what, the when, the benefits, you know, there's a lot of science behind the benefits that a lot of people don't know. Um, and then the how and the when, sometimes it's a lot simpler than people think, you know, especially with starting off. Like I will tell people. Start with five minutes a day. If that's all you could give, start with that. If a minute, do that. There's a 16 second breath meditation that people can do that I was taught by my mentor, um, David G. Love him to death. Um, and he created a 16 second breath and it's just so easy and simple and can quickly get you to a state from a heightened state to just a state of like calm. And um, so I want people to really understand that, that you don't have to sit for an hour in total silence. And meditation is not about stopping the thoughts. It's about being aware of those thoughts, but then coming back to the present and back to the focus. It's like not sitting down and having a whole conversation with those thoughts when they come up. Right. So like being like, I see you, I know you're there, but this is not the time, you know, and just becoming back to center and being and almost like, you know, almost like your show, don't sit down and have a cup of tea with it. <laughs> Notice it quickly and just, um, get yourself back into your um, your calm place and, and state. So,
0: yeah. One of the things I love about meditation is there are so many different ways you can do it. Meditation, like you said, is not always about sitting in silence unless that's what you want to do. But mm-hmm. there are affirmations that you can also do with meditations. And like yes. you said, sometimes yes. it's that quick breath work that makes you just focus. When you do it for me, doing breath work, makes me just center myself I'm not focusing on anything that's going on on the outside. I'm only thinking about my breathing at this moment just just right in that moment in that flow of of me and nothing else in that moment matters right then right right exactly it's it's that whole
1: thing of connecting or reconnecting with yourself and one of the things I like to say is that we are You know, we are programmed, so to speak, to just be like busy, busy, busy and running, running, running. And if you're not busy, you're lazy. And if you're not, if you're doing nothing, then you're not being productive. And so it's really important to notice or like realize the thing that's with us 365 days 24-7 is our breath. And that's the one thing that we just kind of, I want to say take for granted in a way because we just like, it's there. It's just happening, you know? its I know I'm breathing. I know I'm here. I know I'm alive from I'm breathing. But we don't take the time to tune into it and notice it and notice it in a way of how we might be, how, you know, If our breathing is is rapid, you know, how that might show that we're having a heightened sense of anxiety or, um, you know, if if we're able to tune in and breathe and calm it down, noticing the flow, like the continuous flow of the inhale and the exhale and what our body does, like our chest, how our chest and our belly expands or um, contracts and and noticing the different sensations in our body when we are tuning in. Um, so one of the meditations that I, I do with people is, is a body scan where we kind of, you know, go through each part of the body, but also, you know, noticing where there might be areas of tension, right? Or where we might be holding a lot of stress and trying to breathe into that and kind of release and 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 let it go. A lot of times we don't listen in and, and tune into our our bodies. So you know, using breath as a way you know to connect with what's going on you know emotionally, physically, um, even mentally is is a
0: great way to to help.
1: Yeah,
0: it is. And you said something about the fact that we are driven to be on the go all the time, which creates so much anxiety for some of us. And over the past two years with the pandemic, if anything, it taught us to slow down, but now what? the world is restarting. It feels like for a lot of people, now they have to get back in this cycle of go, 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 go. go. And that anxiety just, Builds up, builds up, builds up, and no one, and through this time, I feel as if sometimes even even when people were sitting in that moment of, oh, I can rest, I can relax, I don't have to have this report or have to do this, but no one really developed any tools to really help them when they do have situations where they're feeling unbalanced, where they're feeling the anxiety starts to mount up. And before you know it, you're hitting burnout and all over the place. So how would you tell people the best way for them to start creating that calm so they can actually have an opportunity to take control?
1: Right. So one of the things that um, I'll, I'll preface this with is um it's almost like exercise and diet, right? Like if we exer- if we if we exercise daily, if we eat the right foods on a, you know, consistent basis, then we are um, we're decreasing our chances, right, of illness and disease. And so one of the things that I'll say is Don't wait until you are in a heightened sense of anxiety or feeling depression. Um, Start a practice even when it's not happening. Um, I used to be what is called a chronic uh, meditator. So it was, um, or not chronic, (laughs) sorry, Um, a crisis meditator. So when I was in crisis that I would be like, oh my gosh, the stress is getting, I need to meditate. Now I need to meditate. But I noticed that when I was meditating, even when things weren't necessarily stressful, it just helped when things came around and things were stressful. Now that's not to say when those you know those situations come up, not to meditate, of course, meditate. Stop for a second, and one of the things that I like, you know, and people have probably heard this a lot, you know, stop and notice what's going on, and take a few deep breaths to get yourself, you know, down from the the feeling of the stress and. So when I talk about where you can meditate, you can meditate anywhere. If you are one day I was meditating in my car before I rushed off to my next appointment because I felt like, oh, my gosh, I need to make sure I get all of these things done. And I was just going, going, going. And I started to feel like, OK, just <laughs> you have to you know, you almost have to also stop you. You have to become more aware and stop yourself in the moment. And I feel like meditation helps you with that as well. When you have that practice, um, you start to notice more when you are reaching that point. And so just stopping, noticing what's going on, taking a few, you know, pause, take a few deep breaths. And if you need a longer meditation, do that. There's, there's so many guided meditations out there that you could do. You can put on a little bit of music and just kind of center yourself, you know, for a few minutes. Um, but that's, you know, that's something I would say in the, you know, in the moment is, is doing a check in when you are noticing. But trying to also have that consistent practice. And it doesn't always have. To be at night. It could be at night before you go to sleep because a lot of times our minds are racing so we might need that time to decompress um i used to always um i would always like when i came home i would also take that time like 15 20 minutes to just kind of decompress and get ready because at one point i would then i would either be grumpy and upset and didn't want to deal with anybody Or I would be like sad and depressed and didn't want to deal with anybody in my home. So, you know, trying to give yourself that time too, if you need it, then if it might be before you get into the house, Um, you can set up a space in your home as well. And, you know, to go to and have a a place to retreat to as well. Uh, But wherever you need to, to be in that moment when I was at work. I would stop <laughs> and meditate, not in between teeth, you know, not while I was teaching, of course. Sometimes I would meditate with my students. So if I felt I needed a breath, I was like, they probably need one, too. And so we would, you know, do it together. Um, but during my breaks, I would um, I would take a few minutes for myself to just kind of gain my, you know, calm back or my recenter myself. Uh, during lunch, I would take like a walk. I would do like walking meditations or I would even listen to motivational speeches and just kind of take a walk in, you know, to kind of get my calm and, and, you know, release a little bit of the stress that I may have been
0: feeling. Having a place to retreat to has been key and it, for, for everyone that's listening right now, it doesn't, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, I'm a nurse and I will tell you, evenings are our busiest time. For me, it's actually the hall bathroom. <laughs> I literally go into the bathroom and I just do a minute of breathing just to reset and center myself back out there. And at home, um, I just, I have a little corner, there's nothing fancy in it. I just have a pretty pillow I bought that makes me happy and I will go and I will sit there, I will meditate. Sometimes I'll pray whatever mood I'm feeling in at that moment, those spaces are so key. And I, I'm sure if you felt this too, Jatara, and I'm sure your, your clients have told you this too, when you're meditating, you feel, I start to feel sometimes so grateful. Like there's, there's moments where I can be like, oh my goodness, I'm upset about this. But then I start asking myself, well, why is that bothering you? Why, why is this creating these feelings? And I find moments where I can have gratitude. Do you do
1: that? Uh, Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. Um, so to speak really quick, I'm going to come back to that because that is, that is so key um and some people don't think about that as as far as the connection between gratitude and meditation but um like you were saying as far as a place yes it does not have to be fancy i actually have someone who is in my course right now and she had said to me she said you know what i'm so glad that you told me i can meditate anywhere because I just had to like walk away from my desk one day and I went in the bathroom and I just had to take a few breaths and I felt a little guilty that I was in the bathroom of all places and I was like oh no like if that's where that was the only place that you had and then I told her about the car and she was like oh I could go run out to my car (laughs) yeah so it's those little things that people think that it's like Oh my god! I can't meditate. I I can't. I I have to be you know in a quiet room in the dark on the floor sitting in a crisscross position. Um, and you don't always have to. You don't you don't have to at all if that's not comfortable for you. Uh, but yeah, same with me. Over in my corner over here, I have a little space like this. <laughs> I roll my mat out. I have a little um what I call my sacred space and I have little you know special things on there but I also have a a board that says um I am thankful today for and so I try to like write something new every every day when I when I meditate on that board just to kind of bring the gratefulness into it because You are so right, Makita. When you start to meditate, you start to like the connections that you start to make with yourself and your heart center, we call it, or just your being, you start to, sometimes people get very emotional in a meditation and they won't understand why, and it's because You are giving your mind, your body, your soul the chance to just rest, to just connect, to speak to you, right? And a lot of times we feel so much gratitude within that. And so I do like to tell people to try and put some type of gratitude into their meditation whenever they can Um, and just think of... Something that you could be grateful for in the moment, it could be the littlest thing. It could be like that hot cup of tea you got to have before work, like the smallest, smallest thing. It does not have to be. Um, and I like to also tell people to connect the why with their gratitude so something as simple as saying, you know, I'm grateful for my children. Why are you grateful for your children? Like connecting with that, you know, as well. Um, sometimes my, grat- I have my gratitude practice separate from my from meditation, but within the meditation, so many feelings come up of, like you said, of gratitude because you've got yourself to this, you know, relaxed, calm state and what you thought was bothering you. So (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, right, you start notice in the grand scheme of things. It's not that it's not a big deal, but it's, it's, you gave yourself time to process basically in a way, right? You gave yourself time to come from a place of, um, being proactive instead of reactive, you know, so that's really important, too. I would never tell people not to deal with the emotions of what they're feeling, but to be very careful in how they are reacting to those, those feelings of, of what's coming up. Give yourself time to to process what that is. Um, what you said about asking yourself questions um, is so, so, so uh, helpful and, and beneficial as
0: well. It is. It's. It's totally helped me. And like you say, just connecting that emotion, connecting that why with with my where I'm at in that moment, and giving, like you said, give yourself some grace and compassion and time to really think about it. Because normally, I will tell you, my first answer is not really my truthful answer. And when I have to always ask myself three times, so if something's bothering me, I'll say, why is it bothering you? And the first answer I come up with, I, I take it a deep, a little step. And I'm like, okay, well, why is that? And by the time I get to the third thing, that's usually the truth. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, there's
1: usually some underlying, it 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 might not be, um, you know, that, that thing that got you, that spe- that thing that you feel got you upset in the first place. place—is usually a little, when you, like you said, when you start to peel off the layers, you start to realize it's a little bit deeper than that. Or, you know, maybe there were other things that built up to this thing happening. And so this was the thing that kind of triggered you at the moment, but you really think about it, it's not the actual, you know,
0: maybe thing or situation that that you're feeling in, in that moment. Do you ever ask your clients or suggest to them that maybe they should detox from social media and everything that's going on as a way to create some calm or, you know, releasing? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Certainly. I I definitely um agree with that i think it's definitely key to living in the living in the now and kind of um just just being because social media, the news, everything that's going on um can bring up a lot of emotions, a lot of stress that maybe isn't directly connected to you in a way, if that, if that makes any sense, like, but because we are, you know, people that are, you know, we feel things and we, we see things and we bring that into our, our being, it can create a lot of negative energy and a lot, it can really bring us down and, and, and we feel the weight of the world on our shoulders, right? Um, and there are some things that are just beyond our control. Like, there are things that we can do, right? Um, And sometimes that might even mean just, you know, praying or sending out, you know, loving kindness to someone or, you know, doing what you can in the moment. But um, I do tell my clients to detox, um, especially when they, they have de- depending on what they're going through, if social media, the news, if it's connected to what's um, what they're dealing with, I will will say detox or limit the time that you're on. Um, I've had to do that for myself too. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't watch the news anymore. So I, I know that could be bad because people are like, how do you know what's going on? And I'm like. Somebody will tell me. Um, and so I'm just like, but I can't sit and watch it. It's just too um the 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 energy from it is is just too much for me to to have to worry about and deal with. Um and especially when you have your own things kind of going on. Um, and social media could be very triggering for a lot of people. It could make you doubt yourself. It could make you, you know, feel negative emotions, depending on either if someone says something not (laughs) so nice, you can compare yourself to other people. So when you notice that going on, you definitely need to like detox take a little bit and just reconnect to nature to outside to yourself, to your family. Right. You know, going back to some of those old school things, I I hate to say that they're old school, but, um, like even with my kids, you know, they're always on technology and it's like, come on, let's, let's take out this board game. Like, (laughs) Huh? <laughs> you know, they played them so much and it was so little, but it's like, let's, let's do something, um, some other things to, to connect and reconnect, you know? um, There's so many ways to be social with people other than being on social media.
0: I definitely agree. Someone once said it in a way that really made me think about it. It was like, you know, every time you open a social media app, you are inviting thousands of people into your home, into your life.
1: Would mm-hmm. you normally
0: invite those people into your bedroom that morning? Would you normally invite these people into your home? So the answer would most for a lot of us, no, we wouldn't. So why would right. you first thing in the morning go straight into Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, inviting people into your space? Right. Yeah, that's so,
1: so true. Oh my goodness! Even the morning is the partic- is the biggest part, and that was something that I had to had to learn to stop doing. Like, be intentional about doing it because that was the first thing. Because you're off on your phone, and then what do you do? Then you scroll, and you're like, "What's going on?" Like, <laughs> and opening up that that you know can of worms, and that could even start your day. Off you know, on the, on the wrong side. So, yeah. Oh, good question. (laughs) So showing up is going to look different for everyone. Right. Um, And the way that I like to tell people to show up is, you know, again going back to intention and purpose um, what is your intention what and ask yourself too like who am i in, who am i when I'm the best version of myself and every day trying to show up as that person even if it's just 1% more um and it's not going to be perfect every day It's going to, there's going to be days where it's going to be tough, (laughs) you know, there's going to be outside forces, but being intentional about that. Um, I think journaling is a really, really, another really good way to connect with yourself, with your wants, with your desires. Um, and I think it's really important to, to go out there and, and show up in a way that if no one else sees it, like you're proud, you're proud of w- what you're doing, how you're showing up, um, how you're maybe even serving other people or, you know, connecting to, to others. So, um, for some of us, we need to get a little more. Um, I know sometimes for myself, I need to check in and I need to see, like, how do I want to show up today? And how do I make sure that I'm showing up so that I'm I'm living life and I'm not just going through life, you know, um, and showing up in a way that I can be proud of?
0: I love that. Gonna I'm writing that down. Living life going through life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that was a lot of delicious hot tea. I'm sure each and every person that is listening right now is really just thinking about how they want to show up and how they want to be intentional. So tell people how they can connect with you, whether it's just um in the whatever space that may be whether it's you know getting into your meditation practice or learning more about what you do as a life coach how can they connect with you
1: yes thank you so um i i first would like to tell people that whatever way is most comfortable for them um, you know we we have talked about social media but for some people you know that is it is still there you know you have to use it with good intentions so um on you can first connect with me through my website just um sorry Commodore coaching <laughs> Um, through my website, it is being, um, it is being revamped right now, but, um, so if you happen to come and it's not, and it says like coming soon like, if it's, if it's not public, just come back. Um, you can also reach me through, uh, Gmail, uh, Commodore coaching at Gmail as well. And, uh, also on Instagram at Chatora or my name, my first and my last name. Those are ways to connect with me. And, um, and usually like in my Instagram bio, I'll have a connection to my, my website or my courses and, and things that I'm, I'm doing. I would love to connect with more people. My, my goal this year is to help um, at least 100 people with their meditation practice and getting them into a consistent practice, whatever that might look like for them. And, you know, just really introducing more people to the benefits of uh, meditation as a tool for relieving stress, right? There's so many different things that we could do. And ev- it it's also different for everyone what You know, maybe good for them, but meditation has so many other benefits outside of um, just stress reduction. But what it does to your brain, um, the rewiring of your brain, um, helping with different, you know, ailments and things like that too. So, um, I would love to, to educate people more on on the benefits of meditation. So. Yeah, reach out and life coaching. If you're ready to live your best life, get those dreams and desires going and really, you know, learn about the, or understand that there are infinite possibilities for you. Like you may think that life is either, oh, I, it's too late for me. Oh, it's, um, you know, I have so many clients who have things for the first time and you know they are in their 40s they're in their 60s they're you know um and it again it's all about living life as it unfolds and 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 trying not to be to the point of ah wish I did you know um we all have those shoulda coulda wouldas <laughs> kind of thing but um as much as possible get out there and and live life do that thing take risks, um, because, you know, us are afraid, afraid of failure. There's a lot of fear. I had to get over a lot of limiting beliefs and unlearn a lot of things that I was taught. And so in order for me to like go out there and leave a 20 year career to do something totally different in my forties. So, um, you know, I'm ready to help people to to live that life and to live that dream, um, whatever that may be, and and help them do that with the greatest intention and and purpose, so that they could show up authentically and not feel like they're grinding every day, but feel like they're loving, you know what what they're doing or what they get to do, adding more of what you know, fills them up and, and, and makes them happy. So, sorry, I was a little long-winded with that one, but I, I, I get a little passionate when I, (laughs) when I talk about people living their best life. I know it's, again, it's one of those cliches, but, you know, it, we are to this, unfortunately, to this point where we have to remind people to, to, to live life as much as possible, you know, and so.
0: Thank you so much. That's what happens when people start spilling tea. It just keeps spilling and spilling and we love it. We just soak it all up. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
1: I love that. I love that. Um, thank you so much for this, this platform and, and what you are doing and how you're serving and showing up. Like that is awesome. I, um, I, I got to connect with you and I I appreciate the, the opportunity and the time. So No,
0: you don't. So Jacora is starting a YouTube channel and tell us the name of this YouTube channel that will help people find other tools and ways that they can relax and find that oh. calm space. It's called Meditate Alleviate Elevate. All right, you guys, that is all the tea that we have to spill today. However, don't forget, there will be ways that you can connect, find out about the YouTube channel and ways that you can connect with your tour in the show notes. All right, you guys, it is time for some key takeaways. Now, that was a lot of tea being spilt. A lot of moments where I felt as if I wanted to pause and really just Sink into what was being said and explore all of these different avenues, especially when it comes to meditation. I want you to leave here and really think about how you look at meditation and how meditation can be used in your everyday life to help you create a space of calm, a place where you design that makes you feel centered and balanced. One of the things that really, really, really stuck out to me is that you can create your own space anywhere. You don't have to have this perfect place that has candles and incense burning. It could be as simple as going to the bathroom and taking a minute to just deep breathe and connect and center yourself. Another great way that you can create your own space Is finding a part of the room in the house that is just yours, whether you set up a little corner spot with a beautiful colored pillow and a few things that make you happy, that remind you of all the things that you are so grateful for. Meditation is about not blocking out the things that are happening in your life, but focusing on them in a way that they no longer have power over you, that you can connect with these feelings, understand where they're coming from. And not only that, but get to the source of the why those feelings are so overpowering for you. And then finding some ways that you can be grateful Sometimes we find solutions in the fact that we have so many things to be thankful for, especially during these times of uncertainty. It is so important that we give ourselves some compassion, that we allow ourselves moments to just live for ourselves and to just connect with the wonderful person that we are. It is so important that we remember that in this thing called life, There is more to life than just doing things day by day. It's about living fully, immersing yourself and celebrating every victory, whether it's as simple as getting the kids out the house on time, whether it's being able to stop at your favorite bakery or get your favorite bottle of wine that evening. However you want to show up, make sure that you're setting intentions that make you the best version of you. All right, that is all the key takeaways I have today. But don't forget to join us next Tuesday as we spill more hot, delicious tea.